Hello, this is the Buddhism Guide podcast, and I'm Kami Yeshi Rabge. You can find more of my podcasts, as well as blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices at buddhismguide.org. If you wish, you can support future episodes of this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide. I hope you enjoy this podcast. So this episode is called 37 Practices Part 9. And in this episode, I'll be talking about verses 23 and 24. So verse 23 says, The practice of all the Bodhisattvas is to let go of grasping when encountering things one finds pleasant or attractive considering them to be like rainbows in the summer skies, beautiful in appearance, yet in truth devoid of any substance. What we tend to do is we tend to run after things to make us happy the whole time. If you have a look at your life, you're always trying to make yourself happy. We're always trying to do something that gratifies us. Whether it's like something we see or something we taste or we hear or we touch or we buy or it's people or it's our belongings, we're always grasping at things to make us happy. And what happens is we get ourselves into this vicious little circle where we're searching for something to make us happy. We find it, then we grasp, get attached to it, then we lose it. Then we search for something else, and then we just keep going round in this circle, and it's getting us nowhere. As I've said many times before, we're looking for the wrong things. We're looking for happiness, we're looking for these moments to, to make us feel good about ourselves. But what we should be looking for is peace of mind. But we're not. We're in this really vicious circle the whole time. There's four different types of attachment that I want to talk about today. So the first one really is about chasing after pleasure. Chasing things that we think are going to make us happy. They won't. They may do a short, short time, but then they'll pass. Because what we're trying to hold on to is something that's not permanent, that's not there. So I'm not saying we shouldn't be happy, because of course we should be happy. But that happiness can't last, and we should understand that, that when we get attached to things, we're causing ourselves a huge amount of suffering. Because we search, we find, we get attached to, and then we lose. Whatever it is, if it's a person, they could die, they could leave you. If it's a belonging, it can be stolen, it can be smashed. You know, nothing is going to last forever, so we need to break that circle. Because if we don't break the circle, then it just means the whole of our life we're just wasting. Just chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. And you will never find, if you live to be a hundred, you will never find that lasting happiness by looking outside of ourselves. We have to look inside if we want to find lasting peace and happiness. And remember that when your mind is peaceful, then everything is okay. Bad times, you can deal with them. Good times, you can enjoy them, but you know they won't last. But when once we start getting attached to these sense objects, 
things that we take in for our senses, then we're going to cause ourselves an awful lot of problems. So the second attachment I want to talk about, really, is we get attached to our views. So we people tell us something, we believe it, we get attached to it, we don't question it. I mean, somebody said to me the other day, oh, you shouldn't eat coconut. Coconut is not for men. Coconut should only be for women. I mean, why would that be? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that was. I mean, it was just that I asked the question, why is that? And said, oh, yes, because, you know, my parents had told me that and their parents had told them. So this is how we get attached to views. We don't question the views. Somebody says something and we'll get attached to it. Then we'll defend it. We'll argue the point, even though we don't really know what we're arguing. And even if we did find a, a viewpoint where we think we're correct, we always argue it out and always think, yeah, what I'm saying is true and what you're saying is wrong. But it's not like that. I mean, it may be true and good for you, but it might not be true or good for somebody else. We're all different people. So it's okay to have certain views. But we shouldn't defend those views and argue and fight about those views because we get attached to them. And once we start getting attached to these views, then everybody else is wrong and I'm right. So then what do I have to do? I have to defend myself. So I have to argue with you. Because if I don't, then it'd feel like that view isn't mine. But the view isn't yours. It's just your perception at that time. So we have to be really careful that we're not getting attached to views. Once we're attached to it, we stop listening to other people. What I'm saying is correct. I don't care what you're saying. I'm not listening to what you're saying because I already know that I'm correct. But you know, life is changing. You know, even things that were correct 10 years ago are not correct now. Things have changed. Science has changed. Our beliefs have changed. Technology has changed. You know, how we lived our life 10, 15 years ago, we are not living now. It's totally different now. So we have to be careful that we don't get attached to these, uh, our views. And when we get a view, we look carefully at that view. But we never stop looking at that view. Because once we stop looking at a view, it means that we are right and everybody else is wrong. Then suffering will definitely come. So keep your views open. Keep them fluid. Okay, then this is what I believe at the moment. Then I'll listen to you. Oh, that's true. You have put up a good argument. Maybe that's correct. When we're always looking, always observing, always seeing things as moving and flowing, then we're not going to get attached to a view. We've all met people where they love to argue their views. And they're so impossible because they're so right that you can never argue with them. They'll just tell you, this is, it, this is what it is. And they'll argue and argue and argue until you just give up. So they're causing themselves suffering. They've stopped listening. They've stopped learning. They've stopped moving forward. So we must be really careful that we're not getting attached to our views. And the third attachment I want to talk about is the attachment to uh, ritual practices, religious practices, superstitions, all of these things, and we're all guilty of this. You know, we're told if you wash in a certain river, then all your bad karma will go. I mean, if it was true, we would all be washing in that river. 
if it's as simple as just taking a wash in a river, then the whole world will be coming to that river to have a wash. We cannot get rid of our past bad habits in that way. You know, it takes a lot of time to build up our bad habits and it's going to take a lot of time to turn those bad habits into good ones. We can't wash and do that. Just going and touching a guru's feet is not going to wash away all your problems. The only way that you, you can get rid of your problems is to face those problems, is to work through those problems. It's not handing your problem over to somebody you think is a higher being. We can't hand over our problems. We have to take responsibility. Change will only come when we take responsibility. When we start, you know, delegating our responsibilities to teachers or gods or to gurus or higher beings, then we're never going to get rid of our problem. I mean, you may feel good once you've touched the feet of the guru and he has told you, then I'll sort everything out. Your life will be good. You'll live a long life. So we have to be careful that we don't get attached to these um, religious practices that have come up over the years that are actually just superstitions. We all have them. Buddhism has them. We have certain uh, ritual practices for marriage and for death and for exams and for good luck and a new house and that. You know, we have them, we, every uh, religion has them, but we have to be really careful about these ritual practices. What are you doing them for? What is the result you're looking for? Have you got that result? That's how we should be looking, not just going that my parents have told me, their parents have told them, their parents have told them. You know, as things come down the centuries, they get twisted and turned, and they get turned into a superstition. Maybe a practice started off in a good way, but then over time it's now come into just superstition. You know, somebody was telling me that they went to a temple that was a rat temple and they feed the rats. And the rats were huge and they're running all over their feet and that. And people have been bitten and had to go to hospital, but they think it's a blessing that, you know, these are religious rats and it's a blessing I've been bitten. You know, we would believe anything just to try to get rid of all of our problems. We would try anything, anything but the one thing we need to do, which is sit down, meditate, and sort out your mind and sort out your problems. That we find difficult to do. That's the real answer. But we find it easy to go to some guru, we find it easy to go to a, a church or a temple and pray that something good is going to happen to me without changing your life. You know, how are you ever going to something good to happen to you if you're just going to pray and you come out and you've changed nothing in yourself? Then nothing will change. So we have to be really careful about these superstitions. Buddha called them the dark arts because people play on your mind. People will tell you, I'll read your palm, I'll tell you the future. Oh, turn over this tarot card and I can see, oh yes, this is going to happen to you. People play on our fears. We're always fearing something and people play on those fears by telling you, I can tell you the future. I can tell you now, they cannot tell you the future. Nobody can tell you the future. You can't tell your own future, so how can anybody else tell you? 
it's not written down. Life changes moment to moment as we're going through life. Things are changing. One minute we're in this direction, now we're in this direction, now we're in that direction. Things are constantly changing. There's no set direction for us to go in. So we must be really careful. I'm not saying don't do ritual practices, don't go to the guru and that. But what I'm saying is don't blindly believe all these things. Because by blindly believing, you're getting attached to them. And once you're attached to them, then they become a truth. You know, people can tell you something, and it's definitely true in this age we live in now with the internet and social media. You can put the biggest lie on social media, and it will go all the way around the world, and it will become a truth. And that's what we've got to be careful. We have to question everything. And particularly now, we should be questioning everything. Well, you have a look at the world leaders. that They're all telling us stories just to suit their own uh, goals. So we must question. Don't just blindly believe ritual practices and superstitions. Check them out for yourself. And the final uh, attachment is the attachment of self. So in the previous podcast, I spoke about this. So we'll just quickly go through as a recap now. So there are two types of self one type of self we get attached to and one we don't there's one type of self that is correct and the one that is incorrect so there's the ego driven self so this ego driven self is the one that's telling us that I am an important person I am solid I am here I am permanent that's our ego driven self that's the wrong one And that's the one we get attached to. So this ego-driven self is the one that is making us fight with people because they've said something that's hurt me, they've hurt my ego. This self is an untrue self. There is no true ego-driven self. That is just your construct. That is just in your mind. You have this sense that I am permanent, I am real, I am solid, I am independent. We are none of those things. So the second self, which is the real self, which is this dependent arising self. So we arise through causes and conditions. We come about through causes and conditions. We live our life through causes and conditions. That one is true. That's the one that we see as false. We disbelieve that one. We like to believe the ego-driven one where we're solid. This is me. This is Yeshi. This is a solid Yeshi here. It's untrue. And we get attached to that. The other one we don't get attached to and is actually a truthful one. So we only hear through causes and conditions. So your thoughts come about through causes and conditions. Your perceptions come about through causes and conditions. Your hopes, your dreams, causes and conditions. Your body, causes and conditions. Your experiences, causes and conditions. Everything about you only comes about through causes and conditions. You came about through your mother and father. If one of them couldn't have a baby, you wouldn't be here. Causes and conditions. The way you're living your life is through causes and conditions only. Which means that we're dependent on other things. We are not a single solid thing. 
So this ego-driven self is incorrect. We're dependent on so many things. You're dependent on air to breathe. If there was no air, you would be dead. If there was air and we didn't have lungs, and we didn't have heart and have our other organs, we would be dead. We're dependent on those. We're dependent on food. We might reach a point where there's no water. We will be dead. Or there's land is, is so hot we can't plant food. We'll be dead. It reaches 60 degrees. We will be dead. We are only here because of sets of causes and conditions. We are all interconnected and we're all dependent on something else. We are not a single solid thing that we believe we are. If things are coming together, we're dependent on so many different things. There's nothing to get attached to because everything is already always changing. It's when we believe this ego-driven self, we believe we are a solid, independent self. That is what we get attached to. But that is incorrect. We are only here through causes and conditions. And some of those conditions don't come into play. We will not be here. And the way that we're carrying on messing up the planet, you know, another 100 years, we probably won't be here. So we're dependent. So this self that we have is dependent on so many things. So there's nothing to get attached to there. So these are the four attachments that we need to be careful of. Chasing after happiness the whole time. Our views, our superstitions and ritual practices, and this sense of self. These four, what causes most of our suffering in our life, can stem from these four attachments. And verse 24 says, The practice of all the bodhisattvas is to recognize delusion whenever one is confronted by adversity or misfortune. For these sufferings are just like the death of a child in a dream. And it's so exhausting to cling to delusory perceptions as real. We see things as real when they're only a dream. So it's like it was saying here, it's like losing a child in a dream. When you're having that dream, it's a pretty awful dream to have. And then when you wake up, you realise, oh, it's just a dream. I've got through it. The same thing we have to do in life that when we go through difficult times, we just have to see them as a dream and not see them as a solid, permanent thing because they're not. You may be going through a difficult time, but it's not going to last. And the way that you perceive it is going to either make it go quickly or make it stay longer. If you perceive this difficult time to be real, then you're going to hold on to it you're going to fight it, you're going to get upset about it, you're going to just fixate on it and talk about it the whole time. You're going to make it last. But if you just see it as a dream, just see that, okay, this is just something I'm going through. I will wake up at the end and it will be gone. So then you're letting that go. You're letting your perception of this uh, awful time go. Life can never be happy the whole time. We are going to have good and bad times. That is all what life is about. Enjoy the good times and learn from the bad times. That's all we can do. But if you start holding on to the bad times and start all this, oh, poor me, and why does it happen to me? And, oh, everything's all bad happens to me. People say this all the time. You hear people all the time. 
saying, oh, it's always me, why is it nobody else? As if you want other people to suffer. So we shouldn't see it that it's always you. It isn't always you. There are nearly 7 billion people in the world and it happens to 7 billion people. And it doesn't matter if you're the most religious person, the most spiritual person, the most, uh, you know, nearly awakened person. Bad times happen. You know, if life was all about you and just about you and you lived in a bubble, then fair enough. We could have just good times. But life isn't just about us. Life is about everybody and how we interact. So, of course, bad times are going to come. Good times are going to come. And both of them are just in illusions. Both of them are just dreamlike. And the way to help yourself through and to understand that these bad times are just like a dream is just to meditate on cause and effect. So either you do five minutes every day on just picking something and seeing how it works through cause and effect, or at the end of the day, when you're doing a reflection practice, that you reflect on one thing that's happened and see the cause and effect. Because when you do that, we're able to see that nothing is solid. So say that somebody came up to me and somebody said something horrible to me. So at the end of the day, when I'm looking back, look at the causes and effect of that. Why am I angry? Well, I'm angry because somebody said this. But why did that make me angry? And why did that person say that? Maybe that person had already just been shouted at or maybe they're feeling unwell or they're tired. There are always going to be causes and uh, effects. Somebody does something, there will be an effect to it. Somebody else does something, there will be an effect. The more that we can stop and we can look at different uh, experience we have and look at the causes and effects of them, the more then our mind is going to work in that way. At the moment, our mind works that everything is solid. It's either for me or it's against me or it's neutral and I don't care about it. But life doesn't work that way. Life isn't about you. Life isn't just about seven billion people. Life is about the whole of the universe and how it works and how it, it comes together. So we can't just say, you know, why me? Why does it happen to me? It happens to everybody. And it happened to you because of some causes and effects. Now that cause may have been your cause and you caused that to happen. Or maybe somebody else caused it to happen. But if we're going to see things of solid then we're always going to be feeling sorry for ourselves. We're always going to be uh, fighting against things. But if we just see that, okay, at the moment, this cause and effect has led to this, and I'm feeling a little bit unhappy, but I know it's just like a dream. It's an illusion. It will pass. So then we leave it pass. What we do now is we fight against it, which makes it stay longer. At the end of the day, we think about it again. That person said that to me. The next morning, well, again, it comes into our mind. Oh, that person said that to me. Two days later, I see the same person. Bang, straight into my mind. Oh, they said that to me. Because we're holding on to things. Instead of dealing with things, instead of understanding, things come together through cause and effect. So they will go. Nothing is going to stay permanent. So you see them. You see your perceptions as just a dream. 
That is what you're perceiving at the moment. Later on, you'll perceive something else, something different. Your perceptions are impermanent. The causes are impermanent. The effects from the causes are impermanent. So don't hold on to things as though they're solid and permanent. They won't last. Either you let them go and move on, or you hold on to them and keep them there for a long time and make more suffering for yourself. So we have to understand that the suffering that we are causing ourselves through attachment can be stopped if we just see things as coming together through causes and conditions. The bad times that we have, that we definitely are going to go through, we can stop any suffering from them by just seeing them as a dream. Just seeing them that when I wake up, that will be finished. Like the death of a child in a dream. When I woke up, there was no child, there was no death. It was just a dream. And the same when we go through our bad times, if we see them like that. And the way to do that is to meditate on cause and effect. This is the end of this podcast. But don't forget, you can find more of my podcasts at buddhismguide.org. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next time, bye.